amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, Nats Town, where absolutely nothing is going on but baseball. And welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Doghouse on the line after the Nationals win 8-4 to four out there in Pittsburgh. Improved to 25-13 and 13 on the year with the win. And a lot of stuff went on in this game their doghouse but once i find one stat that i'm looking for what i really want to talk about is bryce harper's home run late in this game because that was an absolute laser he hit that to the fence atop the last row of the stands in right field in pnc park uh the stat i was looking for was how many games he'd gone there without hitting a home run which i found kind of amazing this is his 14th game there uh he finally got one out of there but Gave the Nationals a little breathing room, but more importantly, I was just, I've never seen anyone hit a ball that far, that fast, and just absolutely crush that ball to put the Nats up 8-4 to four and make it a little bit of a laugher when things were looking shaky there for a couple minutes. Yeah, uh, I think Bob said it, it took four seconds to, to bounce off the, the back fence there, and that was, that was a long way back. Uh, I, I think that had pretty good odds of making it into whichever river is back there. I don't know if it's the Allegheny or the Monongahela, but one of those, uh, that was, you know, yeah, that was, you know, that the was a laser beam. Right. And, but no, it's the, the confluence is like a little further downstream, isn't it? Is it? I've never been I, there. I, I just know it's right around it's, there. It's, 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 yeah. It, it's a uh, beautiful ballpark, by the way. But yeah, that that was that was quite an impressive hit, and you, you could wonder if if maybe there was a little bit of jealousy that that Wilmer Defoe hit uh, hit his her first <laughs> home run in PNC Park before Harper did. So uh, yeah, I think that was what his, his second of the year. So uh, a, another bit of unexpected production there. Uh, one of one of the pleasant surprises in the Nationals' order this season. Uh, we expected to see that sort of thing out of Harper, and it's it's just as impressive, even though it's it's not a surprise. Uh, but what we saw out of uh, saw from Defoe today that was that was just a delight, uh, an, an unexpected and wonderful delight. As I noted on Twitter, watch out, Daniel Murphy, you're about to get Wally pipped by Wilmer Defoe. <laughs> Coming up big. Uh, what did he do on the night? Uh, it was his only hit on the night, one for four, a run scored, two RBIs, strikeout, but uh, I liked him. Um, you just like to see the sneaky power from Wilmer Dyfo more than anything else, but he really hit that one well and got it out of there. Uh, the other side of the infield, how many nice plays did Trey Turner make tonight defensively? I know the Nats uh, gifted a few of them on, on their Twitter account and had them out there, exhibits A and B of what he can do there. A really nice Jeter uh, running throw or spinning throw, I should say, early in the game. A few nice strong throws from deep in the hole at short. Uh, there were some worries about his arm 
coming into the season when he moved back to short and a lot of scouting reports out there wondered if he had the arm to play short at the major league level, whether he had the range or not. Uh, early returns from Trey Turner, not too bad out there. I think he only has one error on the year, made a few nice plays tonight, uh, two for five at the plate with the strikeout uh, up to 254 average on the year. But really uh, the defense impressed me for Turner tonight, even though, as we'll talk about in a minute, I don't know why he couldn't get the Ryan Zimmerman's throw at second base. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, and I, I feel like I was having this conversation just the other day with someone. It may have even been with you uh, that you don't think of Turner as having a big arm like you do Desmond or Espinosa, who had real cannons over there at short. But he keeps getting outs. He keeps getting you know plays where he's diving and off balance. Uh, but he comes up and makes a throw, or he's deep in the hole like he was twice tonight, going to the backhand side, away from the play, but he gets up, he makes the throw. So if if Geifel is giving us sneaky power, is, is Turner giving us a sneaky arm? Because he's, he's looking a lot better at short than we were led to believe, notwithstanding the fact that it's his natural position and what he came up playing all the time. So I guess we should expect him to be at least halfway good at it, and he seems to be perhaps two-thirds or even three-quarters good at it. Did you lose you there? Did I hit mute again? You might have. (laughs) He he does seem a lot more comfortable over there than I expected. I I expected a little bit of uh, growing pains, moving back to the position, learning it, the play at the major league level, obviously, even though he was drafted as a shortstop and came up as a played center field when he first came up. I figured there'd be a little learning period there, but I just haven't seen too much from him that uh, leaves me concerned about what he's done there at short so far. So assuming you're back on here and audible at this point, I will move on to Steven Strasburg. Uh, Hit hard early, 23-pitch first inning. Josh Harrison, home run to left on a 2-2 change up in the zone. Uh, tied it up at one at that point. The only one run he allowed through six innings, 95-pitch total after six, three hits, two walks allowed. 108 pitches total after he gave up a double and a walk in the seventh before he was done. Uh, Pirates loaded him up with Albers on. Two of the runners he left on scored when that Zimmerman error we talked about, uh, potential DP grounder that Albers got to first base. Zim just short-armed the throw and nowhere near second base, jokingly uh, about Turner before. I was kidding with him that he he had no chance of getting that ball. Uh, We see the Zim arm issue cost Strasburg two runs there, but uh, it didn't hurt the Nationals in the end, but I just don't want to see the Nationals come up in a big situation in the postseason or whenever and have Zimmerman's arm cost him like that because he's made a few of those plays early this season, but uh, that one was pretty awful. A uh, decent night from Strasburg. Didn't look particularly sharp again, but definitely got the job done. Retired a string of batters, nine or ten in a row, ten out of 11 in the stretch there after the first, but um a little trouble at the end there too, but a solid outing from Strasburg, if not spectacular. Yeah, he certainly seemed to be fading a little bit there at the end, and, and certainly that that misplay there by Zim didn't help. Uh, I, I can't help but thinking if if now that he's had a taste of closing, that that the the, the leverage of these middle inning situations just isn't enough for Albers, and if he doesn't have his adrenaline going, <laughs> he just can't come out there and throw a shutdown inning anymore, you know. Closing has ruined him for middle relieving. Just doesn't get the juices flowing enough for Matt Albers anymore. Uh, the other relievers out there, uh, Blake Trinan came on there. Uh, 
gets two outs with one pitch, limits the damage, uh, six gets six, three outs total on six pitches. That was a Blake Trinan we've seen uh, last year and haven't seen enough of this year. Uh, he came on there and really kind of put that fire out. Uh, I don't know if he gets any uh, special WPA points for that, but really did kind of uh, slow the Pirates' roll right there when they were trying to make a run of it. Yeah, Trinan was actually the WPA winner on the night for coming into that situation hmm. there. That was uh, what two, two on two on no out uh, two yeah, on down. I avoided saying no, it. That, I couldn't remember. That was that was that was a pretty big rally situation that he he stepped right in there and squashed because he he was pitching just like a training we're familiar with from the last couple of seasons. He came in there. He was uh, using the sinker effectively at first pitch, ground ball straight to short. Uh, then with the at-bat against McCutcheon, who I'll grant you is, is not the McCutcheon that he has been in the past, but still went after him, kept the ball down, and got him flailing at the slider. Uh, that's that's the, the trying we're used to. He wasn't trying to, to pitch high in the zone, trying to, to be too, too fancy. He was playing to his strengths and getting out and getting out of a tough situation. Uh, you, you look at the performance he had tonight and you wonder why it, it doesn't translate to the ninth. If he could just take that same approach and do that in the ninth, you would think he would be successful. Uh, apparently you would be wrong, but uh, it's <laughs> nice to see him having success again uh, in the seventh where we're used to seeing him because he's, he's certainly just as valuable in a situation like tonight where honestly that's, that's where the save was. It was it was in the seventh after uh, the, the other relievers had struggled. Yeah, when they were looking for a closer uh, this winter, Mike Maddox definitely noted that you don't necessarily want to take guys that are good at that sort of thing out of those roles just to put them in the ninth inning and you know, a quote unquote save situation. Uh, sometimes, as you mentioned, that save comes a lot earlier in the game, and I think. I avoided saying it because I couldn't remember what the situation was, but it was uh, first and second, no outs. When he when he came on there, got Josh Harrison to ground into the double play, stranded the runner on third when he struck out um, McCutcheon with that slider you mentioned. Uh, Any Romero came on after that in the eighth, 17 pitch, one, two, three frame, hit triple digits, sat 70, uh, 97 to 99 most of the time he was out there. Just uh, Dusty Baker talked earlier uh, I think earlier this month, maybe end of last month, about how he's quietly getting more and more confident out there and throwing more and more strikes. And uh, they gave him a really uh, nice leverage, high leverage situation here. And any Romero made the most of it really quick frame there, clean by any and shut the pirates down right there. And Bryce Harper hits the home, uh, home run after that to give him a little breathing room, but it was still close when he went in there and made a, an impressive outing by left-hander. Oh, I don't know. He he must have known that Harper was going to go out and try and pad his stats a little bit, so that that probably took a little bit of the pressure off. Uh, yeah, another good outing from Romero. Um, the I, I don't know if the consistency that we prefer is quite there yet, but certainly he has the stuff and he seems to have the command to be successful in a high-level situation, just like he was tonight. And we've seen him do it before any number of times earlier in the season. We've seen him have a couple of spectacular blow-ups too, but uh, those seem to be coming with less frequency than it seemed like we'd be seeing him uh, in, in some of his earliest outings when he had some, some real problems with control. But uh, we have all, I think, 
or potentially at least, there are all the pieces to support, say, one good high leverage guy who feels comfortable in the ninth for whatever magical reason that the ninth just seems to completely unhinge people's uh, psyche and, and destroy their approach that brought them success pitching at other points during the game. Uh, so if, you know, whether that ends up being converted Eric Fetty or uh, somewhat healthier Coda Glover or Sean Kelly, uh, I think the pieces are there for the bullpen to work. You know, the, the B bullpen, you know, we'll, we'll see how it works out longer term with, with Albers and Blanton and, and Perez and, and everyone else in there. But uh, it, it's, it's not a great bullpen yet, but, you know, based on performances like tonight, it can be a sufficient one. You just need that, that one or two more pieces for postseason success. This is enough to get through the regular season. Just smooth transition now. Speaking of other pieces in the bullpen, uh, as you did know, <laughs> Eric Nationals uh, experimenting with Eric Fetty in a relief role. He was supposed to start tomorrow. They decided to pull him out of that, uh, sent him out in a relief outing tonight. He gave up a run, a double and a run. Uh, there was a double steal where someone stole home on him, but whatever. We'll forget all that because I think it's actually a, a decent idea, even though I don't like the idea of uh, – they, they're saying they're not going to move him to a relief role full time. They, they still expect him to start in the fu- in the future, but could potentially limit his innings this year and use him in a relief role. That would help. I did note in the post on the story that Dusty Baker talked after Sunday's uh, blown save about how he's always pushing for a trade, but ain't nobody trading right now. To quote him directly, uh, sometimes you have no choice but to have patience. Nobody's going to drop you a knockdown closer out of the sky until there's some teams out of it. We have to look within right now and. Apparently, as I mentioned, I think they're taking that literally, apparently. Uh, what do you think of the idea? I should note Tim Murray of uh, SB Nation Radio, WTOP Sports, was the first to note that Fetty was being moved out of the start and into the relief role tonight. Uh, a bunch of beat writers picked up on it afterwards and got some information from the team. But uh, this is a hard-throwing right-hander. Uh, he's in double-A, close to major league ready, basically one of the next pitchers in line when and if the Nationals needed a starter this year. But uh, the bullpen is where they really need help at this point. And uh, he's got the stuff for sure. He's got a, a wipe outsider. He's got a really nice mid nineties fastball. I could see him working out of the pen. I, I hope it doesn't turn into a full-time thing for him. Cause I think he'd be a nice addition to the rotation at some point in the future, but interesting to see the nationals getting a little creative here and uh, trying to find some help from within the organization. Well, as, uh, Bob and FP wouldn't shut up about during the broadcast back in the old days, you know, young, young kids coming up to pitch would start out relieving before they would be starters, you know, everyone threw 10 innings a game and blah, blah, blah. In my day. Uh, I, I, I do like that the Nats are looking a little outside the box here. Um, a, a lot of times development of young starters is, uh, getting enough confidence and, and proficiency with the secondary pitches. But if you're pitching out of the bullpen, you only need two pitches. And he's got the two-plus pitches to work as a reliever. Uh, you know, fastball slider. Yeah. How, how many people have we seen be successful with just those two pitches in a high-leverage spot? Plenty. Uh, will he have the right, the right approach, the right sort of mental toughness to be successful there? Well, I don't know. But if he's got the stuff, 
give him a shot. You know, it, it's not like it's it's going to be worse than some of the things that we've seen already this season. Um, that that said, I'm I'm certainly hoping that this doesn't set Fetty back from development as a starter. Uh, but I like this plan better than trading him away to get a reliever for yeah. a season or two, having moving him to that spot, and then okay. You know, maybe he loses some development time and he has to work out starting again, you know, the, the first half of next season and, you know, doesn't come up to join a major league club as, as early as he might. But he's still in the system. So uh, we can map that potential into uh, some relief help without losing the potential for uh, for a productive starter in future seasons. And I, I, I like that approach. I, I don't know how high a percentage this is, but – points for creativity. Yeah, I didn't like the idea of trading uh, Victor Robles or uh, Andrew McCutcheon as part of that deal this winter when it was being discussed. I think as, as Dave and I discussed a, a couple times that you're eventually trading a potential future McCutcheon for an older McCutcheon who isn't really putting up that grade of numbers right now. And I don't like the idea of trading Fetty for a reliever uh, as opposed to just throwing him out there and seeing if he could do it. If it's, it works for the Nationals, they have another arm without giving anything up, like you mentioned. If it doesn't work, you put him back in starting and you know work his way up into the rotation eventually and then do what you have to do later. But I do agree. I like the fact that they're exploring their options in-house before they start giving away more of their prospects after they traded away Giolito, uh, Ronaldo Lopez, and Dane Dunning this winter. So. We'll see how it works. He's got one relief outing in for, so far, so uh, not get too far ahead of ourselves. Hopefully it'll work out for the Nationals. He can come up. They get the win tonight, 8-4 to four final, 25-13 and 13 on the year. They announced after the game it's going to be Jacob uh, Turner starting tomorrow night against Garrett Cole, who's 1-4 with a 3.06 ERA so far. I don't have Turner's numbers in front of me, but 7.05 again tomorrow night in PNC Park. Beautiful place to watch a game, even on the television. Talk to you after tomorrow night's game, sir. Go Nats. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.